Thank you for listening to Living Through Extinction. Please be advised that I am not an expert on any of the topics I discuss on the show. Today those topics will include unfounded fears, bladeless wobbling wind turbines, swimming in the mouth of a humpback whale, batteries, and a funny song. Be skeptical of everything I say and please correct me if I get something wrong. Please also be aware that I swear, so listener discretion is advised. Very serious situation here in Hawaii. Earlier this evening, the uh, civil defense calling for an evacuation of all low-lying areas because of a tsunami threat. Good day. I'm Ruby, and this is episode 41 of Living Through Extinction, a short to-the-point podcast with science, skepticism, fascinating wild and plant life, environment news, and more. By the time this goes out, I will be fully vaccinated. Hooray! I'm just waiting on word for the kids now. There are people I want to see, people I want to meet, people I want to hug, and that time is getting closer and closer. I hope you are also close, if not already fully vaccinated, and starting to restart your lives again. If you've joined me on my ranty adventures before, thank you so much for returning. If this is your first episode, welcome! I hope you will find it to be a mix of fun and informative. Since 2014, the Republican Party in the U.S., and increasingly lately also the Conservative Party in Canada, have been into spreading unfounded fear after unfounded fear. They offer no evidence for any of these fears. They don't have to, because their base doesn't seem to give a shit if any of it is actually true or not. It's got a real chance of ruining our society. Unfounded fear of Muslims. Conservatives in Canada tried to convince Canadians that electing Trudeau meant we would be under Sharia law within a year. So ridiculous, yet I know people who bought into this bullshit. No, I'm no longer friends with them. Any rational, reasonable person could see this was a bullshit political tactic. But people don't want to be reasonable. They want to think of themselves as right. It's been a hell of a lot more time than that, three relatives I no longer associate with. Are we under Sharia law? No. And the ignorance you were a part of spreading recently cost some innocent Muslims their lives. So shame on you for always sharing the bullshit and being a part of the spreading of misinformation. Their lives are as much on your hands as they are on every other person who took part in these posts. And that's why I choose not to have you in my life anymore. Those of you who think it's just politics or it's just opinion, tell that to those who have died because of it. You are causing harm. Your misinformed posts are causing harm. They're not harmless. You have hurt people. It is very clear that Sharia law has no say here at this time. We still have to be afraid of Christian-based laws taking over, but Muslim law was never a risk in any way, only to those who wanted to be right and a place to place their anger and blame. Sorry for the personal rant. Moving on. Unfounded fear of Obama election. A Republican in the U.S. tried to convince Americans that if Obama was elected, al-Qaeda leaders would be dancing in the street. Even said he would offer a public apology if it didn't happen. Of course it didn't happen, and of course no apology ever occurred. He knew it wasn't true when he said it, and he knew he would never apologize either, making him a double liar to the people. Unfounded fear of 5G. Unfounded fear of China. 
Canadian conservatives were trying to convince Canadians that Trudeau was going to let the evil 5G in from China. Again, I knew someone who believed this bullshit. This one was combining the 5G bullshit with anti-China propaganda, and to any reasonable, rational person, it was fucking obvious. Yet people bought into it. It's so sad and makes me fear greatly for our future. Give it another few years and the sixth generation of cellular will be out. And all of these idiots will get in a tizzy all over again, completely forgetting that the last time they freaked out, nothing happened. Just like with 4G, when 5G came out. And I'm pretty sure that most of those people who are freaking out about 5G now have 5G devices, because I think we pretty much all do now, unless you're just never going to buy anything again. Sorry. Anyways, on to another unfounded fear. Unfounded fear about governments. Some U.S. Republicans made claims about COVID being created by China, while others said it was created by a world government to control us. They pushed hard the fear that we were all at risk of losing our freedoms over this. What a crock of shit. Health measures have nothing to do with your freedom, you butthurt asshole. Unfounded fear of having guns taken. Republicans also said that as soon as Biden was elected, he was going to be sending people to your homes to take your guns. Lots of them said this. I think it even came out of the despicable president's mouth at some point. Has it happened? No. And once their lies don't happen, which they never do, they just stop talking about them and it all goes away. No consequences for their bad behavior in any way ever. Before that, we heard all about how Obama was going to take all your precious guns and that never happened either. Hmm... Unfounded fear of tax increases. Unfounded fear of police defunding. Another two Republican talking points when Biden was up for election were that everyone's taxes were going to go up by thousands of dollars and there would be no police if he got the job. Total lies. The tax increases are for the richest people only, and he has only ever talked about giving more money to police forces. So, just lies. Unfounded fear of loss of freedom. There are both Republicans and conservatives pushing this bullshit. You'd think these legislators would have actually read the legal descriptions of freedom and of free speech. Maybe they have and they prefer to pretend. They are trying to convince people that requiring proof of vaccination to enter another country is comparable to Jewish people having to show their papers as they walk down the street during the Holocaust. Holy fuck, that's stupid. I'm sorry. I'm probably not supposed to use the word stupid, but it's really, really stupid. There's no comparison. And requiring vaccinations during an epidemic isn't even a new thing. This has been the case many times in the past. Everyone acts like it's going to mean losing our freedoms. It never cost us any freedoms before, and it won't now. Your freedoms have nothing to do with whether another country chooses to let you in. Your freedoms are in your country where you are a citizen. Your freedoms don't fucking follow you around. God, you guys are ignorant. Unfounded fear of child sex rings. Republicans bought into the whole Pizzagate thing, a thing that was traced back to one post by one person who refuses to comment on it anymore. That fact that one person can make something up and it can end with a man with a gun threatening innocent people is really fucking scary. This woman's post put people at risk. The fucking bitch could have cost someone their life. Why are there no consequences for shit like this? Free speech is only supposed to go so far. You can be charged for falsely yelling fire in a crowded room if the resulting chaos causes harm. 
So why can't someone be charged for this? Also, pay attention to when these things come out and when these things supposedly hit the news and when they happen. Every single time there's a U.S. election, all sorts of shit comes about, about toy companies and candy companies all being involved in these sex rings. And it's always right before a U.S. election or during a U.S. election. Check the timing and maybe you'll kind of get an idea of what's really going on here. Unwarranted fear of LGBT2SQ plus education. Here in Canada, particularly in Ontario, conservatives were convinced of something they called the liberal gay agenda. Nobody is trying to make your kids gay. Grow the fuck up already. The education is all about letting those who are different know and understand who they are and how and why they're different. None of these fears ever come to pass. Yet those who buy into them do so again and again and just seem to forget about the last several that were proven to be false. So now that we've accepted that the Liberals are not bringing Muslim law into effect in Canada, now that we know Al-Qaeda was not dancing in the streets when Obama was elected, now that most people are living with their 5G devices and no harm has come from them, now that we understand that this COVID thing is passing as more and more get vaccinated, Now that neither Obama nor Biden took your precious guns, I swear guns to Americans are like soothers to babies. Now that taxes only went up for the richest people. Now that more money is actually going to the police. Now that we know the Hillary sex ring in the pizza parlor never existed. Now that no liberal agenda has turned any kids gay or transgender. Fuck, that was another stupid one. Once we're all vaccinated and not magnetized, and once COVID is under control and we're all still free, then what? What the hell are they going to come up with next to instill unwarranted fear and or hate in you? And will you fall for it? If something on your feed instantly riles you up and you never bother to check if any of it is true, then you are just as much a part of the problem as those who make the bullshit up in the first place. Don't join in with the ignorant masses who no sooner forget about one disproven thing and they are immediately believing another. Be skeptical, damn it. Have you all seen the progress in bladeless wind turbines? They're just towers, so the environmental impact is much better than with regular bladed wind turbines. They can also harness and produce energy at just three meters high. Though, as with current models, larger do appear to be more efficient. This means that they could go just about anywhere, though, including in urban areas where wind farms were not considered viable before. Fixed in place with an elastic rod, they apparently collect energy from vibrations. To the eye, they appear to jiggle, but they're actually quote, oscillating within the wind range and generating electricity from vibration, unquote. The design has won approval of Norway's state energy company, Equinor, which is helping to get the word out. Right now, the creators are looking for an industrial partner to team up with so production of everything can be scaled up. The bonuses when comparing to standard wind turbines? Less land required. Less materials required to manufacture. Little to no noise pollution not a danger to wildlife. Apparently the maintenance and operating costs are quite a bit lower as well. And it's being hailed as the future answer to wind power at home. The vision is that we will have solar panels collecting energy during the day and the bladeless wind turbines would collect energy at night. They'll make a perfect team. Before I end this segment, I'm going to revert to my 12 year old self for a moment. 
Have you heard the nickname for these giant vibrating towers that somehow came about through Reddit? If not, get ready, because it's the best. Skybraiders. Oh my gosh, they call them skybraiders, and that is officially my new favorite word. Hooray. Holy crap. Someone actually found themselves in the mouth of a humpback whale and lived to tell the tale along with the witnesses. On June 11th, a lobster diver in Cape Cod named Michael Packard survived this encounter. From his point of view, he had the feeling like being hit by a truck from behind and was instantly blinded. Somehow he kept his wits about him enough to realize what just happened. He actually had the realization that he was in the mouth of a whale and felt the fear that he might be swallowed. Still, thankfully, with his breathing gear on and undamaged, he was able to stay focused and start swimming back and forth within the large mouth trying to get out. At one point, he thought this was how he was going to die, but his movement appeared to agitate the whale and he was spit out. I'm sure this felt like forever, but his crewmates who witnessed the whole thing say he was spat out after about 30 to 40 seconds. From the crewmate's point of view, the whale came up from behind the diver and appeared to immediately fully engulf him. After a few seconds, the whale started moving its head from side to side and resurfaced. The whale spat Packard out, and his mates were able to get to him and pull him into the boat. They immediately took him to the hospital. Other than severe bruising and a dislocated knee, he was actually found to be in good health. Those who are familiar with whales have said that this was likely not done on purpose. Humpbacks do engulf their food when they eat. They engulf, strain, and swallow in that order. It's more likely that he was in the way as a whale was lunging for a school of fish. Humpbacks are not aggressive and are not known for attacking humans at all. This was an incredibly rare experience, and he now has one hell of a story to tell. Michael Packard says he feels like he's just fine and ready to head back out to work in the water. Today I want to talk about batteries, and it's my show, so I'm gonna. Batteries store energy in chemical form and convert that energy into direct current when in use. An electrochemical reaction occurs during use where electrons from one material transfer to another. The cells of our typical batteries are made up of electrolytes, terminals, a separator, a container, and two electrodes. There is the anode, which is the negative electrode, also known as the reducing electrode. It loses electrons to the external circuit and it is oxidized during electrochemical reaction. Then there's the cathode, which is the positive electrode. This one accepts electrodes from the external circuit and it is reduced during the electrochemical reaction. The electrolyte is the medium used to transfer the charges between the two electrodes. The electrolyte does not conduct electricity, but it does conduct ions, and the charge being transferred is in the form of ions at this stage. The cell is where the energy is stored, then released as the current that we require. There are several classifications of batteries under two umbrellas, single-use and rechargeable. Primary or single-use batteries are a simple, convenient, portable source of power. They're cheap and lightweight. At one time, they included a form of battery called mercuric oxide battery, but this is no longer available, thankfully, as it was the worst of them for the environment, as well as human health. Secondary or rechargeable batteries are great for reducing waste. The longer you can use a set of batteries before tossing or recycling them, the better it is for the environment. Rechargeable batteries get plugged into a socket and a current goes through the cells in the opposite direction of discharge until they return to full charge. When we do discard batteries of any kind, 
The internal toxic metals and chemicals leach out and are horrible for both the environment and us. Nickel and cadmium are both known carcinogens. Lead is linked to developmental damage, neurological damage, and cognical disabilities. And then there's the acid, not the fun kind either. As these leach out of discarded batteries, they enter our groundwater and evaporate into the air. The chemical buildup in both accumulate over time, putting our own health at risk. We could eliminate almost all of this if we all disposed of our batteries properly. And proper disposal is getting easier all the time. We no longer have to save them up and drive out to a special plant that will take them. There are battery drop boxes in stores now, Home Depot for example. There is no need for us to be adding to water and air pollution in the numbers that we do when it comes to batteries. But we continue to do so. Three billion batteries are sent to landfills in the US alone every year. In Canada, we aren't a whole lot better at 745 million being thrown out each year. These are all decaying and leaking over time, and they all contain hazardous, toxic, and corrosive substances. Lithium batteries are very unstable when not properly disposed of and have been known to cause landfill fires that sometimes smolder for years. This results in toxic smoke going into the air that we breathe and adding to the global warming issues. Lead acid batteries have ups and downs. Lead is one of the largest environmental issues we face. It's a heavy metal with potentially deadly health effects on people and wildlife. The good news about lead acid batteries is that they are 99% recyclable. This is only going to help in the end if people actually bother to recycle them though. And there are still issues with the lead exposure during the mining, processing, and recycling, of course. For a long time, it was thought that lithium-ion batteries are going to be our green solution. After all, lithium is not the toxic heavy metal that lead is. Unfortunately, that also means that there is less pressure to recycle those. While they can be recycled at a high rate, it hasn't been prioritized because it's not as critical a risk as lead acid. But they still contain substances such as cobalt, nickel, and manganese, which, while not as bad as lead, are still toxic heavy metals which cause harm. The mining of these metals is consistently adding to CO2 emissions. And then there are ethical factors. Child labor is a major issue in the mining of cobalt. Cobalt is extra bad because the known deposits are all in one country, and that country doesn't have rules and regulations to protect their workers, who are often children. It's not uncommon for these kids to be working by hand and without any protective equipment. There's finally some movement in the beginnings of developing more lithium batteries that are cobalt-free. This would solve both humanitarian issues and some pollution issues. Apparently, Tesla and Panasonic are two of the companies working towards eventually using zero cobalt in their products. By 2030, 11 million metric tons of lithium-ion batteries are expected to reach the end of their functionality. While they were once thought to be a crucial part of growing green, the demand continues to increase, people still throw them away, and they continue to contribute to our growing mineral crisis. The process, while cheap and effective, uses a lot of water. In one place where they were mining from salts, they used up to 65% of the region's water, highly impacting local farmers. Also, hydrochloric acid is used in the processing of lithium as well. Nevada found impacts on the fish 150 miles from their lithium processing operation. Extraction itself even causes harm to both the soil and the air. In Argentina, the locals claim the streams they use for drinking and crop irrigation have been contaminated by lithium processing. 
Australia found that only 2% of 3,300 tons of lithium-ion waste was properly recycled. People just don't want to be bothered. On episode 24, I covered tech waste, and that's where a whole lot of this waste is coming from today. Chile's locals are unhappy with mining companies because they've left behind massive piles of discarded salt and contaminated waters with an unnatural blue hue to them. A recent paper in the journal Nature stated that battery tech needs to be developed that will use more common and less toxic materials. On our end as consumers, our best way to make things better is to drop our batteries at a place that collects them for recycling. This conserves natural resources, particularly the metals and minerals used. It helps to prevent pollution by reducing the requirement of new raw materials. It reduces greenhouse gas emissions, helping to sustain the environment. New jobs are even being created in recycling and manufacturing industries. It keeps heavy metals out of our landfills. Please reconsider before you toss your next batteries, especially in North America where our usage and waste is through the roof. And remember, even those batteries with a green label are still very, very bad. They aren't as deadly as those with lead, but they still cause a lot of damage when improperly disposed of. To end things today, I want to encourage you to go listen to a comedy song which sounds a lot like it's talking about January 6th. No, I don't think anything about the insurrection was funny, but Roy Zimmerman's song on his You're Getting Sleepy album is. But it's funny in an enlightening sort of way. Well, to those who have the ability to be enlightened, I guess. So the song is called, To the Victims of this Tragedy, We Send Our Thoughts and Prayers. This one strikes a personal note with me because the majority of these politicians who offer thoughts and prayers only offer thoughts and prayers. They never offer action or help of any kind. Their thoughts and prayers are useless, and that's all they're ever going to do about anything. The night before this episode drops, I will share a YouTube video of Roy Zimmerman performing the song on stage, and I'll put the full lyrics in the comments. But I'm going to share a few lines to give you an idea of what to expect. This verse in particular hits home for me. We can't be held responsible for every lunatic who hears us yelling kill, 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 and then does something sick. It's wrapping heavy metal, yeah, the blame is clearly theirs. And to the victim of this tragedy, we send our thoughts and prayers. And then this line really resonates as well. Next time some crazy loner shoots some people in the head, don't start attacking us by quoting things we actually said. And one more verse. The song actually opens up with this one. We targeted your district and we called you out by name. We took positions round your door. We shouted, ready, aim. We televised a picture of your seat behind crosshairs. And to the victims of this tragedy, we send our thoughts and prayers. Roy Zimmerman is fun and entertaining, and you should go check him out. Again, by the time this episode drops, I will have posted a link to a YouTube video and the full lyrics on Facebook. If you enjoy the song, look for his album, You're Getting Sleepy, on iTunes or wherever you get your music. And that was episode 41. I've made it to the 40s. Thank you for listening, and may your health and sanity be replenished daily. Thank you to Jason Martin for composing the intro-outro for the show, and thank you to Kathy Rayner and Paul Palmer for the musical contributions on the violin and guitar. I hope you will join me in two weeks for episode 42 of Living Through Extinction. If you enjoyed the show and would like to show your support, the best ways to do so are to subscribe, like, rate, comment, and share. The show is under Living Through Extinction on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and TikTok, and under LTE Pod on Twitter. 
There's also a Patreon where you can earn badges, stickers, masks, and more. If you have any suggestions, questions, comments, or corrections, you can email those to livingthroughextinction at gmail.com. Missouri declared a state of emergency. Very serious situation here in Hawaii. Earlier this evening, the uh, civil defense calling for an evacuation of all low-lying areas because of a tsunami. The sky turns black as giant tornadoes touch down from Nebraska to Texas. Apocalyptic scenes as twisters.